Well, joining me now with your day's uh, market wrap is Magwe Masilela from Magwe Fund Managers. Thanks so much for your time, Magwe. So the local market is on a high today, but we've seen a negative turnaround in the U.S. markets. How are you taking in today's trading session? It's mainly driven by the people are thinking that, yes, we're in the situation, so situation where interest rates will be going up. But the thing is, they won't be that aggressive. But we're continuously getting data that shows us that there's a possibility that we can get soft lending, that is a steady economic growth, and then uh, unemployment maybe might be reduced going forward. Inflation seems to be trying to go down, but interest rates will continue to be at elevated levels. And we've seen that the PPI number came out of the U.S., cementing the fact that, listen, guys, interest rates, I think that mantra that will be high for a longer period of time, we just have to get to grips with that. Even if we've seen that some UK inflation went down, inflation went down, but the overall picture is that inflation continue to be at elevated levels, and all the central bankers are adamant that they need to fight this monster. So markets get to be caught between all that. Hence, today you see an update the, the day before you get the down day. But I think the local market managed to get a nice boost coming out of resources. We know that more or less your rent hedge is in a way with the rent weakening itself because remember, they sell in dollars and they cost in rents. Yeah, all right. Well, let's get into those resources. We did have Diversified Miner South 32 coming out with interim results today. Revenue down 8%, uh, profit after tax down 34%, headline earnings per share down 44%, that dividend also down um, 44%. But quite an upbeat mood on that stock today. Why is that? Definitely. And we know because of falling commodity prices, hence the guy struggled. But we've seen coal continues to be the main contributor. We've seen that with Glencore as well, that continue to be that. But I think what excited markets is this reward to their long-term shareholders because the guys increased their share buyback program by whooping 50 million US dollars. So that gets to reward long-term shareholders. Uh, all right. I completely get you on that. Uh, quite a lot of excitement on these share buyback programs that keep coming from these mining companies. Uh, let's also go to another mining company uh, that came out with a trading statement today, African Rainbow Minerals. Uh, so saying that they expect headline earnings in the interim period to climb by as much as 44%. Uh, although they did mention that their basic, um, their basic earnings were affected by a number of impairments. Not much color that they gave us there. So could you please fill in the gaps for us? You know, them as well, because of their manganese and coal operation, the guys continue to benefit from that. And I guess it was expected on the coal side of things, since that energy crash that we've seen that have been caused by that Russia-Ukraine conflict, coal continued to fetch high prices, even though now lately you can see the prices going down, but they're still at elevated levels. So the guys benefiting from that as well. And as we said, it's not only the most diversified miners, miners to bring cash coming from coal itself. Yeah, all right. Um, well, a stock that markets don't really seem to be latching on is Zida um, that was unbundled from uh, Barlow World in December. So they put up a trading update uh, for the quarter ending December. Of course, their first trading update as a listed company. Revenue up 24%, EBITDA up 23%. Really seeing strong demand in their rental business, continuing growth in the leasing business. They talk about easing of the supply chain disruptions there. It really looks like an operationally sound company, but 
investors aren't really diving in. So just talk to me on those dynamics of a good performance, but then investors not really buying into it. We know the sector itself continues to depend on what is happening in the economy. Yes, they also managed to increase their fleet sites by 7%. And also when it comes to the billing days, up by 10%. But the guys, when it comes to their strategy, will only start working better when the economic activity started piling up. And then also when we started to see uh, tourists coming into the counterpart, they've got this annuity income, which is from the leasing business, and they intend to grow in that by also making sure that the business sector, the corporate sector gets to be involved and also to increase their margins when it comes to maintenance and service and also to sell more of their value-added products. And it's still failing you. And I think we still need to understand exactly their strategy, how it will uh, match out given the current economic conditions. As we said, you know, interest well, that the right, the likes of Fitch, Moody's, they think that the load shading is going to have a negative impact on our economy. So should that be true, then unfortunately companies like that won't be able to see a steady growth going forward. Yeah, quite interesting to see that. Uh, Vodacom, uh, you noticed um, at the start of the trading session, it flew that stock by about 7%. And then we had this uh, rumor coming out that Vodafone, that is uh, holds about 65% of Vodacom, um, is 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 kind of mulling some corporate action to see if it could maybe merge it with other operators or maybe sell some of the the business units there uh, in the in the African business or maybe even uh, sell Vodacom to another investor. What are you thinking uh, on 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 that uh, possible corporate action? We know that one of the major shareholders of Vodafone, which they have operations in Africa, that the ones who's been putting pressure, and they've got a very serious interest when it comes to Vodacom. But we've seen Vodafone now lately consolidating all the African operations under Vodacom. And we know that Vodacom itself continues to uh, contribute significantly when it comes to Vodafone's uh, revenue. So selling them in the sense that they're trying to unlock value, I don't think that will be a wise move. I think what will work better is to get Vodacom to start cooperating with other operators in the continent so that it continues to give them the necessary revenue that they've been getting at Vodafone. But we know it's not only Vodacom Pecom here that is under pressure. We've seen the guys, I think it's early last, late last year, they've also sold some of their operations in Europe because the share price of Vodafone has been down almost 30% so far compared to that one of Vodacom Group, which is down only 14%, I guess. Mm, all right. Well, let's get to your stock pick for today, Magwe. I'll go with Telcom. They're going to be a much leaner company and they'll be very attractive as well for a takeover. And we've seen the likes of MTN did indicate that they're interested. Though the talks did collapse, the guys managed to increase their mobile data subscribers. Also, their mobile broadband uh, subscribers also increasing. And if they get it right and manage to sell that device receivable books for almost one billion, that will be able to help their free cash flows. Mm, all right. Well, thank you very much, Magwe, for your time and for your insights today. That was Magwe Masilela from Magwe Fund Managers.